enjoy it while it lasts. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah. So easily offended. Uh. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. What's up? What's up? Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. A uh, little uh, show shuffling tonight. Uh, I know typically you expect Chris, uh, but we've got uh, game one of the ALCS. It's uh, first pitch is going to be at 8.07 p.m. Red Sox in Houston taking on the Astros. Who knew? Not me. This isn't the ALCS I was expecting. So you've got uh, Chris Sale and Valdez. Sale for the Red Sox, Valdez on the bump uh, for the Astros. And so this is going to be interesting in regards to the fact that, and we just heard Alex Cora with that ESPN update in regard to his decision to go to Chris Sale because let's be honest, uh, he has not been great um, as of late. Uh, really, and and five and thirteen on the road, uh, the Red Sox are so. Valdez actually has been great in his two starts against Boston, two and zero with a one two six ERA. So interesting to see how this is all going to play out. David Behrman, who oversees all our gambling content at ESPN, is going to jump on board with me in about thirty minutes, and we're going to do a deep dive into these plays. It is Week in Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your bet. Believe in your game. BetMGM Sports. So we are going to talk gambling for the next hour. A lot of NFL gambling, getting you ready for uh, the Giants game against, uh, of course, the Los Angeles Rams, who they're hosting. Um, And like I said, at 7.30, David's going to jump on board, and uh, we'll we'll do a deep dive into this Red Sox-Astros game, as well as some Major League Baseball futures bets. Where it stands right now, um, You've got the Dodgers favored to win the World Series at plus 130. Um, the Astros at plus 235. The Red Sox at plus 450. And then you've got the Braves at 5-1. to one. My money is on the Astros uh, to win the World Series at 235. Again, the Dodgers are favored at plus, three, four, plus 130. Uh, but I like the Astros to win the World Series. And again, we'll dive into all of that with David Behrman. Open up the phone lines as well, 800-919-3776. We'll we'll get your calls. Um, But I do want to spend the first uh, 30 minutes uh, talking some NFL with you. It is NFL. It is week six. I don't know about you, uh, but full transparency here. I will tell you when I'm winning. I will tell you when I'm losing. And boy, did I lose last night. Uh, Not the game script. And and just I I do want to, you know, it's interesting because um, many, many times I have people when I, I tell them, you know, that I, I work with ESPN and I'm, I'm one of their gambling analysts. Well, you know what, I, I don't have an algorithm, right? Like I'm, I'm not one of those brainiacs who has an algorithm, but I have been covering the NFL for quite a while. And so I do know uh, a number of coaches and scouts and executives. I definitely tap into them and I get their thoughts and their opinions. And I try to get some insider training in regard to how I think a game is going to play out. And, and I do a ton of research. So it's very similar to the way that uh, many horse racing handicappers handicap horse racing. And that is you have a vision um, of how a game is going to play out. You have, you, you assess, okay, well, here's their strengths. Here's their weaknesses, uh, typically trends. This is how they start. This is how much they pass. This is how much they run. And you, you, you kind of you have a, a script, a game script that you develop, that you, um, you, you mental, you, you, you have a vision of, of how you think it's going to play out. Well, the way that I thought the game between 
of course, the Eagles and the Bucks were to play out last night. It did not happen. That's for sure. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought for sure, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, especially their secondary, uh, have been just god awful. One of the worst in the NFL. I thought hurts. Even though I did anticipate the Bucks to win, and it was a close call, mind you. Um, if you had the Eagles plus seven, then you won there. But I stayed away from the game. I played the Eagles team total over 22 and a half points. And of course, they scored 22 points. Um, I had uh, I had Hurts um, over, I want to say it was like 32 or 34 uh, passing attempts. He was averaging 40 a game. The Eagles were three and out, three and out, three and out. So uh, it's hard to reach, you know, that number. Uh, when you're uh, when you're three and out for the majority of the game, um, I thought Devonte Smith would have a big game. I thought Zach Ertz would have a bigger game. Anyway, regardless, I typically head into the weekend, whether it's college football on Saturdays or NFL on Sundays, playing with house money, which is always nice coming off of that Monday and Thursday game. But that's not the case this week. So. I did an even deeper dive, and I really like a lot of the matchups. Let's start first and foremost uh, with what's going on here in our own backyard with the Giants. Giants getting nine against the Rams. I I, I don't like this number. Of course, the news today is that uh, Daniel Jones is going to play. Um, Are we expecting him to start? I am. Um, You know, a number of us. If you watch the game and you watch the hit he took and, and how he reacted after, uh, wow! I, I'm I will use the word shocked. I'm sitting here and and I'm I'm shocked at, at 7:08 on this Friday evening uh, to hear that Daniel Jones is going to start. I, I was not anticipating that. Um, you know, this Giants medical staff, this medical team is one of the most conservative in the NFL, and the way that you know the decisions that they've been making. Uh, this past year have really, really been surprising to me. Bringing in Kenny Galladay, who, of course, is injured again, will be inactive on Sunday. Um, you know, not not the typical moves that the Giants organization makes by bringing in players who are injury-prone. Um, and listen, I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that, that Daniel Jones passed whatever test he needed to pass in order to play. I, even though you... I don't know about you, but I've had probably five or six concussions um, in my lifetime. Um, If you're listening to me for the first time, I played women's professional football for four to five years. So uh, even though, you know, (laughs) you might be feeling better, really deep down inside, uh, you're not okay for at least a few weeks. Um, You know, you've got to write down where you parked your car. Uh, You got to make sure you put your car keys in a certain spot, even to the point where like I'd have to write down how many times and I walked my dogs in the course of the day, or, or you would forget. So I just share that with you just to say, okay, great that, that, that Jones passed what he needed to pass. Um, but I just, I have some reservations whether or not he'll finish the game on Sunday. I mean, this is a very, very good Rams defense with Aaron Donald, who's one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. I pray to God that he does, and I pray to God that he's healthy. Uh, but I will just, I'll say, I'm, I'm really, I'll use the word shocked that uh, that Jones is going to dress and play this week against the Rams. I truly am. So with that being said, I am anticipating, I know nothing, uh, but I'm anticipating that we might see a little Mike Glennon. Who knows? I still think, I, I still don't like this line, right? Like the Rams having to travel across the country and 
Some teams it affects, some teams it does not. I love this Rams team, and I have the Rams. I have my, my Super Bowl matchup prior to the season starting was Bills over the Rams in the Super Bowl. That was my Super Bowl matchup. Bills looking good, Rams looking good. Um, that's for sure. Their offense, very explosive with the uh, unity um, <laughs> of Sean McVay and, uh, and Matthew Stafford, for sure. Wide receiving core, arguably one of the best in the NFL. I think a lot of people underestimate uh, just how good uh, Darrell Henderson is in their backfields. And a solid offensive line. Obviously, not a lot of depth there. They have to stay healthy this season in order to uh, really make it all the way to the postseason and win some games in the postseason. But we'll see what happens. We know what happens in the NFL. Guys get injured all the time. And, uh, and, and just a, a really solid defense. So for the Giants, Jones expected to play, expected to be active. No Kenny Galladay, no Saquon Barkley. Um, Shepard, Slayton expected back. Devontae Booker expected to start in the backfield for the Giants. I'm really interested with this, this uh, matchup with Kadarius Toney and Jalen Ramsey because we saw Toney get a little feisty, uh, throw a punch at a dude wearing a helmet, which <laughs> I don't know how smart that is. Um, but uh, one thing we knew, do know about uh, Jalen Ramsey is that, you know, he likes to talk a lot of you-know-what out there on the football field. I, I just I, I, I want to believe that this coaching staff is, is telling Tony, listen, you know, you, you don't get hot-headed. You, you just you got to get out there. You got to just stay within yourself, play your game, and uh, we'll see what happens. Also, I'm curious, you know, that they haven't really been matching Ramsey up where he's been shadowing a certain wide receiver 100% of the time. So, interesting. I'm, I'm really, I'm in, prior to Sterling Shepard uh, going on the shelf with the hamstring injury, uh, he was crushing it. So, and we've seen Kadarius Tony crush it the last two weeks, especially this last week. So, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm intrigued and, and interested to see how the Rams are going to defend uh, this giant secondary. But with that being said, um, you know, the, the nine is a little too much for me. How I would play this is uh, I would tease the Rams down as a two-team teaser. So I would tease them down to minus three. What would I align that with? Well, there's a few six-point teasers, opportunities that I like this week in week six. Kansas City and Washington, I like the over there. The over-under right now is at 54. So, um so I would uh, I would tease that over down to 48, right? Am I doing the math properly? I believe I am. Um, I do like the Chargers. The Chargers getting two and a half in Baltimore. That is the game of the week, let's be honest. Uh, so I, I, I think this is going to be a very close game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal or a touchdown. So um, I like teasing the Chargers up to plus eight and a half. Um what other games do I, I like Carolina. I like Carolina winning outright this week uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Carolina, one of the top pressure rates getting after the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, no bueno, not good when getting pressured. Uh, and Minnesota, one of the least, fewest uh, rates when it comes to pressuring the quarterback. So Sam Darnold's going to have all the time in the world back there. And also Minnesota Vikings, their secondary is just god awful. 
So uh, I think it's going to be a big day for Sam Darnold and DJ Moore. So I do like Carolina. So again, another team that I would tease up to plus eight and a half at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, interesting what's going on. I, another big game, and I don't think enough is being discussed about it, is the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns. Now, uh, today, uh, Nick Chubb has been ruled out. So fantasy football-wise, if you have Nick Chubb, you want to make sure that, uh, that, that he's off your roster. Uh, not off your roster, but benched on your roster in the reserve. Uh, that leaves uh, Hunt, Kareem Hunt, to have a monster game because you could really you could run all over the Arizona Cardinals defense. They have one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. But meanwhile, for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Murray is is, de- is dealing with a, a shoulder issue in his throwing arm. So um, that's going to be a really, really interesting game. Cardinals are plus three. Cleveland are, is home at minus three. I think I'm staying away from that game just because all the injuries and the concerns in that game, I just I can't wrap my head around. Um, here's another one for you that I, I, I really uh, – it's probably my favorite game this week, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Minus five and a half. This game should be nine and a half. Okay, if you say it's too much, oh, at least minus seven and a half against Tennessee. I just, I, I look at this line and it's my favorite play this week. The Buffalo Bills, their offense, they, they hands down, I, I can't remember a time where we had a team in the NFL after five weeks of the season that put up as many points as the Buffalo Bills have put up, as well as on the defensive side of the ball, able to shut teams down. Like the combination of what they can do offensively and just how explosive they can be, along with the fact that their defense is just really great, um, is, is frightening to me. And so I, I get the Tennessee, they get A.J. Brown back, uh, they get Julio Jones back. Uh, of course, they've got Derrick Henry there, all great. But their defense is horrible. And the Buffalo Bills are going to more than likely put up 40 points on them. And I just cannot see the Tennessee Titans getting anywhere close to above 21, 23, 24, 27 points against the Bills. And I'm being kind I'm being kind. So I, I just, I, I don't quite understand this line. Um, you know, home field advantage, home field, home, typically odds makers, home, home field advantage equates to three points. So, if you, you know, so really minus eight and a half. I just, does home field advantage really matter anymore? I mean, how many, how many stadiums? In this, in marinating this for a minute, we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. There's some other prop bets within the Giants-Rams game I'll, I'll share with you that I'm going to play on Sunday. But, you know, in, 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 in this day and age of how we consume football on a Sunday, okay, I, I've ha- I have three TVs going in my apartment on Sunday. It's I've got three TVs. I've got... Two computers, I've got, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm just, I, there's so much that I'm following. Um, a, I play in 12 fantasy football leagues, and B, I, I typically bet 
I have a bet on every game, whether it's the game itself or, or whether it's prop bets in a game. And, and so I'm trying to file, follow along. And also once halftime hits, um, you know, I, I double down or you know, whatever the case may be. So anyway, I would imagine that there's a number of people out there that, that watch and consume football the way that I do. Um, so, you know, for, for people ask all the time, hey, you go into the Giants game, you go into the Jets game. No, I can't. I, I, I can't do it. It's just the, exp- the experience is great. Tailgating, socializing, you know, by the way, shout out to L8 tailgate at the Giants. Love you guys. You know, nobody better than you guys. But I, I, I just, you, I'm, I'm, there's so much more that I'm missing with the grander scheme of the NFL. And I would imagine that there's a number of people out there who feel the same way I do, not to mention the cost now. Right, because now you own your seat, and you got to pay for a ticket. <laughs> Whoa, um, you know, home field advantage is just. You look around the NFL, and you know, there's only a, a few select stadiums that are sold out that still have that, you know, that ruckus, that that energy that's really going to play a factor into a ball game or a team that's on the road. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think I think the whole notion of, you know, the three-point swing when it comes to, quote-unquote, home field advantage, uh, I, 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 think it's, I think it's 2000 and late. I, I just, I, I don't see it. I, in this day and age, people aren't going to the ballparks. People aren't going to the stadiums. And um, for a number of reasons that I just pointed out. 800-919-3776. When we get back, I'll share with you some prop bets uh, that I like heading into this Giants-Rams game. I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. If you've got to play uh, this this week, in week six, I'd love to hear it. And uh, like I said, in about 15 minutes, David Behrman is going to join us. He oversees all our gambling content at ESPN.com, and we will dive into the game tonight. First pitch is at 8.07, Red Sox and the Astros. Again, Chris Sale on the bump for the Red Sox. Valdez on the bump for the Astros. Interesting choice for Sale tonight, considering, A, he's not done well in the postseason. He has not done well his last three starts. So we'll see how he does tonight. He will be. So today we'll have to simulate some contact for, you know, where he's at in the process and I'll have a uh, doctor's appointment later today for the independent doctor, and that will be the uh, final step. Sorry, you said the final step is later today with the independent doctor? Correct. So everything's on track for him starting Sunday at this point, it appears? It appears. He's got to get through a couple more steps. It appears. It appears that Danny Dimes, are we still calling him that? Daniel Jones is going to start for the Giants. Like I said, um... I'm, I'm, I don't like the nine. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, uh, But I do like using the Rams as a, as a teaser. I'll tease them down to minus three, and I'll line them with a the number of the other bets that I just shared with you. Um, who's going to score a touchdown? You can get uh, Darrell Henderson to score a touchdown at minus 140. Cooper Cup at minus 140 as well. Woods at plus 160. Dude got 14 targets last game. Um, and tight end Higby. I like Higby this week against the Giants at, at plus 165. Um, Kadarius Tony to score a touchdown is plus 210. Shepard plus 240. Slayton plus 350. And uh, Matthew Stafford over 283 and a half passing yards. I do like that. Probably my favorite prop bet is Stafford over two and a half touchdowns. Let's be honest. I do believe he's going to toss three. And... Um, 
Daryl Henderson, uh, Daryl Darrell, uh, over 76 and a half rushing yards. Uh, you could get Devontae Booker over 46 and a half rushing yards. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from, from Booker. I don't know. Is he going to have to stay back and help with pass protect? Whoever's back there? I believe so. 800-919-3776. Before we get to your calls, just some news of the day. Again, you're listening to Week in Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. The Seahawks put Russell Wilson and Chris Carson on injured reserve. <laughs> uh, NBC, I'm sure, doesn't like that. That's the big Sunday night game. Uh, they're going to Pittsburgh. The Eagles, they trade Zach Ertz. After last night, he goes to the Cards, the Cardinals, um, for a DB and a fifth rounder. Quick note here. Understand that a player cannot play twice in the same NFL week. So... Since Ertz played last night for the Philadelphia Eagles, he cannot play this week for the Arizona Cardinals. Just keep that in mind. Christian McCaffrey is going to miss his third straight game, so Hubbard will start for, uh, for the Carolina Panthers against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, also, Nick Chubb is out with a calf injury. Love me some Kareem Hunt this week, especially against Arizona. You could run all over Arizona. And for all you fantasy football freaks out there, if you haven't picked him up already, you know what I'm going to say, Brian. What am I going to say? Run, don't walk, right? Okay, hashtag run, don't walk. Rashad Bateman came off of IR today for the Baltimore Ravens. Sammy Watkins is out. Now, here's the thing. Pick him up. Be cautious about starting him this week. He's coming off of a groin injury. I think the Ravens are going to be very careful with him. I think he's going to be on a pitch count. But this young man is spectacular. One of my favorite guys coming out of this year's draft. You think Lamar Jackson has taken the NFL by storm so far? <laughs> Wait until this guy gets revved up. You haven't seen anything yet. Oh boy, this Ravens offense is going to be something once Bateman is 100%. 800-919-3776. Let's go to John in New Jersey. John, you're up. Welcome in. Hey, Anita. All right, so I'm uh, ravaged with injuries this week in fantasy. Okay. So I got Chubb out. I got Galladay out. Ridley's got a bye. I'm down to the nitty-gritty. I got Zach Pascal or J.D. McKissick to play in the flex. Ooh. Or pick up somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so so a few things. Um, so I'm, I'm looking a – how how deep is your league? I'm I'm just I'm I, I want to have an idea of like who I think. Uh, it's a twelve uh, twelve team league. Twelve team. How many how many rounds are you? Sixteen rounds. Yeah. Okay. Um. Is uh is Ricky Seals Jones gone yet? I had I just picked him up because like uh, Dallas Goddard went on the COVID list. Okay, so you're starting I him already. Him. You're yeah. starting you're starting him already. I picked up I picked up Tony. I'm starting both of them. Um, there's, there's a wide receiver for the Detroit lions. Uh, hold on one second because I, I, his, his name is a very interesting one. And if I pronounce it properly, I'm, uh, his name is Amon Ra St. Brown. Are you familiar with him? Yep. I saw his name on the free agent list. I'm going to grab him. That's that I would, I would play him over the two dudes that you, that you just mentioned. All right, and perfect. and uh, and you got it. Good luck this week. And the Lions came out and said that they're going to have to make sure that they're going to get him more involved 
in the game. And they're going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who I love Joe Burrow and all those wide receivers this week. And so golf, golf is, is, is averaging almost 300 yards a game. And so now, you know, this Amon Ra St. Brown now becomes the number one wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. So I think that could be a sneaky good play. So I would, I would pick him up and, and, and go there. Let's go to George in Elizabeth. George, you're up. Hey, how you doing? Um, I, I heard you have a little reservation about the, uh, the number with the Rams game. I think, I think the Rams win by 10 easily. Um, Daniel Jones is shook up. And unless the Giants don't want him, you know, quarterbacking, you know, for the rest of the season, you know, I think they're going to be very, very ginger about um, him throwing the ball downfield, sitting in the pocket too long. So they're going to have to march their way through that defense up and down the field at a very slow pace. And I don't think they can do that against the Rams. They've got to pick their shots, and they've got to hit big plays. And now that the Rams have discovered they have more than Cooper Cup as a wide receiver, you know, um, they're really in trouble now, now that they've discovered they got more than Cooper Cup. Yeah, so. George, George is a solid call. I appreciate it, um, and thank you for your call. Carol, I see you. Hang tight. I'm going to get to your call in, in the next segment because uh, we are going to start talking Major League Baseball as we are uh, 30, what, 36 minutes away from first pitch that you'll be able to listen to right here on 98.7 ESPN. That's why we can wagers coming your way now. Quick little hour to prepare you, get you ready for Major League Baseball as well as the NFL. But, uh, George, I'm with you. I have some concerns, even though uh, Daniel Jones gets the thumbs up uh, physically, Again, if anyone, I, I've had several concussions, um, even if you've just had one, uh, you know, it, 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 it takes you, it takes you a good week, if not longer to really start to, to really feel like yourself. So uh, I've got some major concerns in regard to the, this, this game and this matchup for the Giants against the Rams. David Behrman joins us now on 90.7 ESPN, overseeing all our gambling content on ESPN.com. David, welcome in. Good evening. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us on a Friday night. I appreciate it. Please let your family know how much I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, absolutely. I'm hiding in the bathroom. My friend, uh, my, my kids have friends over and they're running around and playing in my man cave down there. Normally you have me on at 11 o'clock. The kids are asleep, but now i got to avoid all the noise. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. I, I have I have an interesting visual now. Um, before we get into some NFL, <laughs> uh, let's talk Major League Baseball. Um, I'm on until 8 o'clock tonight for another 20 minutes, and then you'll be able to hear the Red Sox and the Astros right here on 98.7 ESPN. First pitch is at 8.05. I'm going to share with you how I'm playing this. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not a big Chris Sale fan, especially in the postseason. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're not going with Evaldi here. But nonetheless, he's not been great in his last three starts. Valdez on the opposite side, who's pitching for the Astros, 2-0 with a 1-2-6 ERA in his two starts against Boston. Red Sox as well, 5-13 and on the road. So I've got three plays here. I'm going to play uh, the Astros on the money line. I'm playing over eight runs. And I'm playing Alvarez gets one hit. So those are my three plays tonight. But uh, I'm curious, A, do you like any of them? And what are your plays heading into this ALCS game? Well, first off, just before I even got on the phone with you, realizing it was almost 8.05 and I needed to get my bets down just before I got on the horn, I went and took the Astros in the series for, for the ALCS. I just think they're too deep, too good. Good run by the Red Sox. Don't take anything away from them beating the rival Yankees and then knocking off the Rays, who are one of the best teams in baseball this year. I think the Astros are too deep for the Red Sox this year. This is not 2018 when 
the Red Sox had as good of a team as they did. It's the team that barely stuck into the playoffs and needed to win on the last day of the regular season to get in. Um, I would play the Astros at about minus 145, 148 to win the series. Um, I, in terms of game one, I do like Valdez, and I think they'll win tonight. But it's one of those situations where if I take the Astros to win the series and the Astros do win tonight, I'm getting a good price anyway because that's going to jack up to the two two twenty five range. So I'm hopping on that as opposed to I uh, do take the Astros tonight and they lose, then I could probably get a better price on the Astros to win the series anyway. So I'm probably going to stay away from the game, although I do like your over a little bit because Chris Sale has not been that impressive. Um, but he's also just as likely to throw a gem tonight as, as, as any of them are because he is that good. Uh, I just think the Astros top to bottom, the bats are, are, are really, really good, a really stacked team. And really the only team that, that, that I think is anywhere close talent-wise is on the other side of the Dodgers. And the Dodgers will likely take care of business with the Braves, although that Braves team is pretty good, so don't count them out. But as you see, the Dodgers at minus you know, over $2 is pretty much the biggest spread we've seen in about 20 years for a series in a seven-game series. Uh, you you talk about um, the Astros, by the way, and I, I opened up the show. Um, I, I have them now. So full transparency, um, I had the White Sox winning the World Series. My World Series matchup was White Sox over the Brewers. Of course, they're all they're both out now. So, you know, I've got a zig when I was zagging. So um, so play number two. The Dodgers are favored to win the World Series at plus 130, but you could get the Astros at plus 235. The Red Sox are plus 450. Atlanta, the Braves are 5-1. to one. I've put money on the Astros now. I've got the Astros plus 235. So you like the Astros in this series. Do you like them winning the World Series, David? I said it for the 235 price, I do. I really think that is a good price because, you know, the Dodgers are good, no doubt, but as you've seen, They've been taken to, 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 the, to the ninth inning and to the end of every single series. You know, they barely beat the Cardinals, and they went all the way to the last inning of Game 5 at San Francisco, but they didn't beat a very good San Francisco team. And I've said all along, if the Dodgers survive their one-game playoff, and then they can knock out the Giants just as likely to win the entire thing. But I think you're getting a lot better value betting the Astros. The only problem is the Astros do have a pesky Red Sox team to take care of first. But in terms of strict value, yeah, I do think the Astros are a good play. And then, of course, if you take them, you can also hedge it off with a couple of games on the Dodgers if you need to. Um, what about the Dodgers and the uh, Atlanta Braves series? Do you have a play there? I mean, the Dodgers are going to win that series, so I don't think laying 210 is something that, that, that has any value whatsoever because you're talking about a seven-game series minus 210. You'd be better off taking them individual games and rolling it over. What I like to do, and I haven't decided which one yet, is I like to do the series in a certain number of games. I think if you look at the matchups of the pitchers and you can break down, you know, you know, obviously the Braves have home field. If the Dodgers go in there and take one and then, then go home and win three, you might get some value on the Dodgers winning at five at about two and a half to three to one instead of laying the 210, or maybe going back to Atlanta and winning it in six because they wouldn't be the first team or the second team or the third team to, to win a pennant in Atlanta. Many teams have done it on the road in Atlanta. So taking the Dodgers to win in either five or six is going to be the way I'm going to play, and I just have to figure that out before tomorrow. Again, David Barron joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Before I let you go, um, I was just uh, talking about week six games, and I was sharing with some of the listeners uh, the ones that I like. Let's talk about the ones that you like. And one in particular, there's a few dogs this week uh, that I like a lot, and the Panthers going up against the Minnesota Vikings is one of them. I'm curious, what side of the coin are you on in that matchup? 
I'm actually on the Panthers. I think that is one of my favorite bets of the week. And you know, you, you don't you don't get rich while playing the toss up. You know, the, the toss up games where it's you know one point either way because it could go either way. There's a reason why the line is what it is. I just think the Carolina Panthers is a much better football team here. I've been on the Panthers a lot this year. Obviously, they won their first three games and covered. And you look what they did in Week Four and staying with the Dallas Cowboys before last week blowing it against the Eagles. And quite frankly, they had that game won if they didn't allow a block punt late in the fourth quarter. So I think Carolina is a lot better than people think they are. And I'm just not buying Minnesota, especially if Cook is banged up. Um, they have not impressed me. I'm not a fan of Cousins. I'm not a fan of that team. I think you know their coach is going to be in trouble by the end of the year if he doesn't turn things that turn things around. And you're getting what I think the better team in the Panthers at home and getting points. I'm not even taking the points. I'm going to play them on the money line, which is about 105, 110 right now, positive money because I think they are the better team and they're going to win at home. I, I like what Sam Darnold's doing with a second chance at his career, and obviously no Christian McCaffrey, but you know Chubba Hubbard is very, very good. We've all watched him in college. Um, I just think Matt Rule has a really, really good team that down there, and you know they're going to contend in the South, and I think they beat the Vikings this week. Um, one more game I want to tee up for you, which, by the way, uh, Carolina, so plus two, two, plus two and a half, if you want to take the points, is minus 105. Money line is plus 125. And I'm with you. I like them on the money line as well. I'm going to play them plus two and a half. I'm going to play them on the money line at plus, plus 125. And also I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser and tease them up to plus eight and a half. Uh, let's talk about that Cowboys-Patriots game, right? Cowboys favored by three and a half on the road in New England. They're a little banged up. Uh, Diggs, their star, DB, uh, more than likely, I don't know if he has been absolutely ruled out, but I know that he's banged up, not sure if he's going to play or not. This is a sneaky game. A, a part of me, I'm staying away from it. I'm not playing it. But if I had to, I'd probably take the Patriots with the points. What side are you on, David? I'm on the Cowboys on this one. Quite frankly, neither. I was surprised this line was as low as it was. I know it opened at four, and it's been bet down to three and a half. I had this in my rankings around a six, six and a half point game. You're talking about the only team in football right now who has covered every single game this year. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to go 17 and 0 in covering. They're going to not cover at some point. But Dallas is just a really good team. Dak is back. Their defense is playing better than it than, than advertised and better than it did last year where it was a disaster. And what they're doing with the offense is, is, is great. They're one of the top offenses in the league. I think they come in at third in, in, in uh, total yards, third in passing yards, and third in, in, in offensive efficiency. But more towards the other side, the Patriots' offense is awful. Anybody who's watched the Patriots the last couple of weeks, they're 24th in DVOA on offense, 26th in total yards, 27th in rush yards, 20th in passing, and 26 points per game. Like, if Mac Jones and that offense don't score some points against the Cowboys, they're not going to be able to keep up. I think the Cow- I think that what you saw with the Patriots' struggles last week versus the Texans are real. They can't score points. And I'm not too worried about, you know, what David Mills did against them. But if you think about what Mills did against them, what is Dak Prescott going to do? I just have the Cowboys that's significantly better than the Patriots. And I think this line is indicative of the fact that people believe in Bill Belichick. They believe in his defense. And they think at some point, you know, what they did with Tampa, they're going to continue to do and, and, and take teams to the wire. But I just think the Cowboys are better. The Cowboys are better than any opponent they face this year outside of Tampa. And I think the Cowboys might be better than Tampa. And the Cowboys, all they're doing is scoring and covering. And people don't trust the Cowboys, and they do trust Bill Belichick. But this isn't your dad's, Bill, this isn't your dad's Patriots or your grandfather's Patriots. This is not a very good team. And I think the Cowboys roll in this one. And, you know, you say, well, it's in Foxborough. Well, you know, they haven't, haven't won a game in Foxborough yet this year. So 
um, I, I think the Cowboys go in there and roll. So uh, give me the Patriots plus three and a half, and we'll wager a bottle of wine. Done. <laughs> Done. He's David Behrman, again, uh, our uh, our gatekeeper for all things gambling at ESPN. Uh, David, thank you so much. Again, please let your wife and your kids know how much I appreciate your time on this Friday evening. Enjoy your weekend, my friend. Thank you. You too. Enjoy. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.